Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, Evo. Happy Friday, Gina. And happy Friday to everybody out there. I hope you're having a wonderful Friday at any given time that you're listening to us, even if you're getting in your car before the sun comes up, which is pretty depressing because that's what I do a lot. And I am having the hardest time getting up lately. I don't know about you. I've been feeling like I'm literally peeling myself out of bed these past couple mornings. Nah, I've, I've been doing it, but it's been rough. I've reached that point in my life. Sad to admit that I constantly wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. I, I wake, I like, I remember I used to hear stories about like my mom, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to go back to sleep. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. I could sleep. Or like your grandmother, you know, like waking up at like seven, like five or six o'clock in the morning and is downstairs cleaning all early and shit like that, right? <laughs> I'm slowly stepping into that part of my life. And slowly. It's, it's slowly. I yeah. think you are already there. No, even. I have yet to get up at six in the morning and start cleaning. So I'm not quite there yet, but I do get up in the middle of the night uh, and I'm up for a couple hours. It's, uh, um, You know what I thought you were going to say when you started off with this? And I was about to be like, oh, here Evo go being all fucking good and shit. What? I thought you were going to be like, well, no, not me. I can just get up in the morning and blah, blah. I, I felt like that's how you're going to say. It. And then when you were like, no, actually, I'm, I have problems staying asleep. Yeah, I do. I definitely have problems staying age. asleep. Yeah, when I get like, it's, it's sad because like. When I get what you would call a full night's sleep, mm-hmm. that shit makes me tired. Like, I'm off. Yeah. I, I literally walk around looking like I got no sleep, when in reality, I got what most people would call, like, a full night's sleep. Totally fucks me up. Yeah, I think you thrive on, like, six to seven hours, which I, I would literally be the nastiest person ever. I am, like, an eight to nine hour bitch. Yeah. I'd be in bed at nine o'clock, eyes burning, so. Yeah. Typically, uh, around the house, Gina's usually the one that stays in bed a little bit later. I get up in the morning, and I'll go downstairs and just kind of get the house started and just so we're clear later means like 8 30 yeah <laughs> i'm not talking like 10 11 o'clock that that'd be on the that'd be on the random that 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 happens but i think we're definitely coming into our older years where staying in bed later is harder yeah i mean that's kind of like one of the ways i feel like that we support each other where i you know i'll get up and i'll kind of just get things started in the house and i'll let you sleep yeah and then evil gets me up like a folgers commercial the best part <laughs> of waking up is, is the cappuccino that evil makes in my cup because honestly evil makes the most amazing lattes that i can smell them from upstairs and that shit pulls me out of bed like my soul just lifts me <laughs> out of bed and it fucking just glides me downstairs yeah, i've definitely dialed in that taste now that i got it it's hard for me to get it anywhere yeah else. you are definitely the master at that even though every now and then i get in the, the kitchen that kind of um barista it up but now that we're talking about supporting each other our topic for today is maintaining a healthy relationship after having children Mm -hmm. and i think evil and i can talk about this probably i don't want to say better than anyone i know but we definitely have experience in what it is to maintain a healthy relationship after having children on two different spectrums so when evil and i first started dating which was over 20 years ago i already had two children previous to our relationship so we from the jump had to learn how to navigate what it meant to have a healthy relationship while managing children. Mm-hmm. Even though I did a lot of the managing initially on my own because you weren't introduced to the kids until about six months into our relationship. So I was kind of like doing that on my own. But once we got together as a couple and you became part of the children's lives, we had to find ways to make sure that we were committed to having time for you and I separate from like our everyday, you know, get up, go to work, take care of the house, take care of the kids, you know, routine. Because that 
couples can fall into that shit really easily. So when I say on two ends of the spectrum, initially we had a little bit of a luxury, which was uh, the boys sometimes uh, periodically would go and spend some time with their father. So that gave us time to hang out on the weekends. And we also had my younger brother living with us and we are seven years age difference so right around the time you and i got together he was about 18 19 something like that Perfect so he was a babysitter. <laughs> he was a great fucking babysitter yeah, we had an in-house babysitter she was yeah great. um an in-house babysitter that i had to feed and take care of but i love my brother so we definitely had those two options and not every couple has that there are other couples that are going to have maybe parents grandparents um aunts uncles that maybe can play that role for them and give them a little bit of their freedom so that was like the beginning of our relationship and i think it did something for us that now in hindsight i understand and it allowed us to to see that the time we did spend away from the kids even though we loved them and we enjoyed being with them it was so important for us to have that bonding time and you and i always have so much fun together i mean there i have so many great memories of so many times that we have gone off and but one jumps out of my mind and it was that time that we went to the um governor's island festival the um we went to go see black coffee yeah but it was it was called like the oh the full moon festival yeah when i tell you day was the first time after we had had our daughter that you and i went out and we were out all day yeah and as much as I missed her, we had such an amazing time yeah, together. We, we went to a day party that we took into the night. So we got to watch the night, the sunset yeah. and the, um, the moon rise. And the, yeah, we got, yeah, we got to watch the moon rise. And then we were, we were out on the water. It was just a great experience. Oh, the weather was perfect. The weather was beautiful. The whole vibe changed from like this, you know, fun day party to like, like a nightclub scene. And yeah. like to be able to be in that environment through that transition and spend the day out there, it, it really kind of just took us back to like what we used to do before we had, uh, before we had our daughter. We had our daughter. So yeah. when I said that it was on two ends of the spectrum. So since we had, um, the two boys prior to our youngest daughter, we had a lot of time to sit back and really develop our relationship. Mm-hmm. And Eva and I, over time, realized that we really enjoyed our free time. We really enjoyed our couple time. So the decision to have another child, we waited 10 years to have our daughter. That wasn't an easy feat because we were very much in love and we were getting haggled by people on every end to have a kid. But that was one of the standing foundations for us as a couple in maintaining a healthy relationship. We realized that bringing another child into the dynamic would then minimize the time that we had to share with each other. As much as we loved each other and we wanted to have another child, we realized that that wasn't the best fit for us at the time as we were still enjoying being a couple, being newlyweds, and having older kids so we had even a little bit more freedom. But once we had our daughter, we kind of, you know, had to reel it back and it went back to that, you know, not having as much time, you know, juggling the home life, the school, you know, the, the daycare, it went right back to that and the minute we came out of that fog we looked at each other and we said we ain't having no more kids yeah i think i think that was it we were just a a one and done Um, (laughs) we were like no more babies because we wanted to continue to have that time with each other and i know that that for me honestly that wasn't the easiest decision because i would have loved to have another child with you but i also want to spend the rest of my life with you yeah so i want to do that in the most 
stress-free, most peaceful, most fun way. And if we're going to be honest with ourselves, having children are very, it's very stressful. You have a lot of responsibilities when it, when it comes to being a parent. So that is the decision that we made, the commitment that we made to each other when it came to how we wanted to maintain our healthy relationship. I mean, that's not the only thing that we did. But for me, that was one of the most prevalent things that we did which was the deciding factor of having our first child together ten a decade into our relationship. And then after having that child, realizing that we no longer wanted to have any more because we wanted to continue on, you know, having our time separate from our kids. But what would, what do you think is something that we did to maintain a healthy relationship over the last 20 years? I th- I think that the most healthy thing that we did by far to maintain a healthy relationship was not to rush into anything. Mm. I think taking our time, and I know 10 years sounds like a lot, right? I, I can imagine some of the uh, the eyes that opened up when they heard that, oh, 10 years before they had their first kid. It wasn't a decision that we like made, oh, we're going to wait 10 years to have a kid. It just worked out like that. We were in no rush. I think, you know, we did we did what the typical couple does at some point, and they talk about having kids. Mm-hmm. We reached a point in our relationship, it was probably like around year three or four, mm-hmm. um, where we started to talk about, you know, we're the future. the future, yeah, and, you know, we would like kids together, and we decided that at that point, if it happens, it happens. We weren't going to really try to force it. Try to force it, it didn't work out, and we ended that real quick, and that was the... And that was the, that was one year before the 10th yeah, year. Yeah, that was one year before <laughs> that was the 10th year. Year nine. Yeah. And um, but I think that not rushing into stuff, kind of letting things build out organically was by far the best decision that I think we made that maintained a healthy relationship for us. It, yeah. it just it's just kind of like, I don't know, theoretically, it's placing it, you know, watching, uh, you know, letting a, a, a forest grow wild mm. and just kind of seeing what comes out of it. Ten years is what it just happened to pass by. And I think that that was great because we have so much time that we can look back on and reflect on so many memories that we can now when we need time to kind of like retouch those moments to kind of reignite things between us mm-hmm. when need be we have so much things to dip into so many yeah. experiences that we've done together that we can kind of just go back and revisit and kind of take us back to a point in our life where we it was just us yeah i'm over here smiling because i'm like yo right on <laughs> it's so fucking true we're actually going out tomorrow night yeah. with um a fam um my cousin and uh his girlfriend and it's gonna be probably like the first time in I don't know, God knows how long that we are going to go out to like a house music party, yeah, which I'm scene. fucking hype about. Yeah, with the house heads. Um, I may have to drink a Red Bull because <laughs> <laughs> like I said, 930, my eyes, my eyes start to get, they, they literally start to burn. Like my eyes are like, hello, bitch. It is time for you to, when I think about our relationship and the commitment that we made to our our relationship and how to maintain it it being healthy i feel like i don't want to make it seem like it was an easy thing there were definitely times that we tripped up and we found ourselves drained of life and i have come across so many other parents that when i see this in them my heart like almost breaks for them um because we have a young daughter in in elementary school i talk to a lot of parents i've heard the same thing over and over again oh you know like i we don't go out we don't really do anything outside of the kids and i see parents just basically like grinding themselves down into what i would believe is like almost you know like they in the movie get out 
when he just like puts them in the sunken place. I almost feel like that's where parents go because they devote their lives to their children. And I understand that that's a beautiful thing. But then in the process, they lose themselves. They lose themselves and they lose the relationship with their spouse. And both of those together, I think, are some of the most detrimental things to your overall mental health and the love and the bonding in your relationship. So it's not an easy feat, but it's something that you constantly have to work at. And a lot of parents, once they have children, they're gonna find themselves in a place where they start to have disagreements that they didn't have when they weren't parents. Things like parenting styles, finances, household responsibilities that can start to eat away at your relationship. And when you find this happening, you start to kind of get this resentment towards your partner. So if you're not taking that time to say, hey, you know, listen, I get it. Things are a little fucking crazy right now. Let's go out and have dinner. You know, let's go take a walk in the park, whatever it is, make that time. And this actually becomes even harder if you have multiple children. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I know parents that they have small children, very close in age. And, you know, they'll say things to me like, I'm so tired or, you know, I don't any have any time for myself or, you know, they're not happy with the way that their life is functioning on a day to day basis. And they're also finding themselves. The word that I'm looking for is I don't want to say discomfort, but they're they're in a bad way with their partner because of these level of responsibilities that they have and studies have shown that people are less romantic with each other after becoming parents so studies are showing that this is happening so this is why we want to talk about some of the ways that you can find yourself on a path to continue building you know something healthy for you and for your partner so that your relationship overall will be you know like a i almost kind of think about it like making a good cake oh yeah yeah like Cause you gotta put in all the right ingredients. Okay. You miss yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You miss one Absolutely. ingredient. It's all fucked up. Yeah. So I mean, and, 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 it and don't grow right. You have a lopsided cake. Yeah. Or in any recipe, right? You need to know what the ingredients are. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, what's his name said? So you the gotta queen? be moist inside. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what did that comedian say? Uh, uh, I think it was Dave Chappelle. He was like, "It's sugar, water, purple." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It's great green, baby. Simple ingredients. Uh, I just, you can't never forget that kids will drive a wedge between you and your spouse. For so many different reasons. For so many different reasons, right? And I think that one thing that we do that's very helpful, joint effort between the both of us. Like this is not something that you can do just as one person in a relationship is that we make sure that we act as a unit. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't. Yeah, exactly. We actively try not to let the kids put a wedge between us so when the kids have something that they need they have to go through both of us there's there is no real oh i can go to mom i can go to dad and and you know and then develop that dynamic where um a parent kind of like favors the kid more than the other one or a parent is trying to be the good parent and the other parent's the bad parent because they're acting differently when it comes to parenting the kid we actually get kind of upset when the kids try to yeah manipulate us in that way oh yeah we check them all the time i'm sorry what like, well, oh, you know, like I'll say no about something and then they'll go to her and try to get it from her. And she'll say yes, because we obviously didn't talk about it. And then we'll find out that the kid did that. And we'll pull the kid to the side and be like, no, 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 this doesn't happen. You know, it's, you know, we and we make sure we back each other up for it. And I think that that's a great way um, to start a healthy relationship post kids is not allowing the kids to come between you mm-hmm. to making sure that you're actively making decisions together as a unit. A lot of times where one of the children may ask me for something, fuck a lot of the times, 99.99999% of the times that one of the kids asks me for something, unless it's something very minuscule, I got to talk to her about it. 
we have to talk about it. We got to make a decision together. Yeah. And I think that that's been very helpful for us. Yeah. I feel very supported in a lot of decisions that we make. And there are times I know it's in an uncomfortable place because one of us may be more of the di- the disciplinary. Yeah. Um, in a particular situation where one of the kids may be either asking for something or they have done something that they shouldn't have. And there's been many times where you'll just be behind me and be like, that's what she said. And that's what we, we actually just yeah, went through just that with our daughter um, when it came to her privileges, when it came to her iPad, yeah. we sat down and we had a democratic um, conversation about how we were going to go about doing this. And then you and I were bouncing things back and forth because you wanted to extend the bedtime. I didn't want to extend the bedtime. And we had to find like that. that yeah, we came to like a consensus. Yeah. We came to that uh, comfortable medium. Yeah. But I think that that's great advice, though. I think it's been super helpful for us. The only reason I suggest it is because of what it does for our relationship. Yeah. It makes sure that we don't we don't feel like we're we're not on the same plane. I think that as parents, you know, you'd, you don't ever want to look at the other parent as like, oh, the kids like that parent more than they like me or I'm the bad guy. That parent's the good guy, you know, and then all of a sudden you're playing different roles when in reality you guys should be one. Just, you know, reiterating what I said, you know, not allowing the kids to put a wedge between you two is essential for one portion of maintaining a healthy relationship post-kid. I so agree with you on that. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, Evil, you and I, we do things and I don't always look at it the way that you look at things. And then when you say them, I'm like, yeah, we do do that, don't we? <laughs> you know, but there, again, there's 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 like little things like that. Of course, we trust each other to make, you know, an executive decision on without needing to kind of consult one another. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, we make sure that we make the decision together. Well, I also think one of the big pieces is that without us consulting each other, then one of the parents kind of become lost. So, Mm -hmm. for example, our daughter's in Girl Scouts. And when she first joined Girl Scouts, the Girl Scout troop leader was constantly communicating with me. Even though she had both of our phone numbers and I made it a point to say to her, hey, you need to include my husband in these conversations because I'm not her only parent. Like we are a unit and there's going to be times that I can't bring her to Girl Scouts and he needs to know what's going on without me having to tell him. So I know there are a lot of parents out there that what will happen is, is that they'll take on that responsibility of managing something in their child's life without communicating it to their partner and then being almost mad that their partner doesn't know about it like the other day you blew me away when you when our daughter asked you if she could bring a particular snack to school and you're like no you can't have that your teacher said that these type of snacks and i totally forgot that when you said i was like fuck yeah you tell her she can't bring that yeah i mean that's my that's okay so that's that's part of my role right i get i get her snacks ready in the morning for school so i make sure that it doesn't fall outside of the uh, whatever it was. They sent home a piece of paper on what they recommend snacks to be and what not to bring because it can get messy. So definitely recorded that. I know, in my but mind. I totally forgot that thing. Even when it felt so good to know because I was actually walking out the door. I was yeah. on my way to work, and um, just to know that you were like, "No, this is the we do things a certain way." I was mm-hmm. like, oh, "Okay, I'll see y'all later." <laughs> so what's um, something else? And I love that working as a unit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Another thing that is helpful to implement in a relationship so that it maintains it maintains to be a healthy relationship post kids is communicating with each other on a regular basis. I can't stress how important yet simple that is. Mm. Just talking to each other, you know, kind of just touching back on what we were saying earlier, doing a lot of the things that you used to do before you had the kids, not losing touch with that stuff is super important. Why? Because it brings you back to moments 
that it brings you back to moments that you had that you had when the kids weren't around yeah you know it keeps those memories alive it keeps those feelings alive you don't want those things to die because those are the feelings that brought you to that brought you together to begin with so many people can get lost in just the everyday grind of children and school and work and home life and everything like that that the the maintenance of the relationship just kind of fizzles off to the background Mm -hmm. so simple things like going out to dinner having a movie night and it doesn't even have to be like going out to the movies you can have a movie night at home mm-hmm. um one thing that we like to do uh, where we have this thing it's like you know we do it every once in a while but it's for us it's super intimate uh, i know what you're gonna it's, say it i almost have I, the words almost escape me on what it really is because i can't describe it because it's, it's just so unique and such a um it takes us back to such a place in our relationship that i don't even know what to call it but we have this thing where we it's called naked tuesday oh right? that's not what i thought you were gonna oh, say yes. but okay <laughs> yeah where where we just kind of like you know we undress and there's no expectation of you know sex or anything like that we just can't there's nothing more vulnerable than 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 being in front of somebody with no clothes on yeah so we get into like this we, especially we, for women yeah we set a vulnerable stage where and then we we do it in front of each other and we lay in bed and we just kind of talk we talk we laugh you know and it it's it's so hard to explain i think you gotta you really gotta try it to really experience it but once we did it i just i just knew that it was something that had to be a regular part of our relationship it's, what, it, you, what did you think I was going to say? Um, I thought you were going to say sometimes we get a hotel room. Well, that was on my... Oh, okay. that, well, Yeah, that's on my list. That was on my list. But, I mean, I suggested that because going out to dinner, getting a hotel room, these things cost money. Yeah. Right? So, I'm trying to come up with tools and, 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 and tips on how to do things at home. Yeah. That will help maintain a healthy relationship between parents without having to spend money because yeah. for some some families are on a tight budget and i don't want to sit Should here we on a tight we're on budget. a tight budget but some you know we thankfully you know we we um we maintain our, a healthy budget and it, we're also able to maintain a you know a nice lifestyle yeah. i think you know for us yeah for other people we don't probably don't do shit but for us <laughs> i think it's great they're like her, her car is from what year yeah, exactly <laughs> fuck that shit um but for some people it's it's even harder yeah, I you know, would totally agree. To break away. So I don't necessarily, I didn't want to be that that to be the first thing I suggested. I wanted to talk about some of the stuff that we do at home that doesn't involve, you know, spending any money. Well, interesting that you say that. That was another one of the reasons that you and I decided to have no more, decided not to have any more children was because we have no additional help. Yeah. We have no uh, grandparents. We have no aunts and uncles. We have nobody that can just come and babysit for us. Our dynamic um, evolves uh, revolves around our older children who help us now with our daughter. Yeah. Um, at one time we had a babysitter, and luckily I have um, some really good friends that every now and then, if I'm really like in a in a in a tight space, there's even been times where a good friend of ours. Um, she has babysat our daughter so that we went away one time for a wedding. So we don't really have like that person that we can just be like, oh yeah. No problem. Yeah. So we have come up with ways to continue that bond between us. And it's funny because we say Naked Tuesdays, but it doesn't always happen on a Tuesday. No, it would be just, a fucking Sunday and we just call yeah. it Naked Tuesdays, like Taco Tuesdays. Yeah. But I think what I love about that day so much is because we do exactly that. It's very vulnerable. We just lay there and we talk. And that came out of a piece of communication that Eva and I had when it came to, and I don't want to jump ahead, but it's talking about our sex life mm-hmm. and we needed to approach our sex life a little bit. We needed to approach our sex life differently. Um, There were ways that we needed to find intimacy that were outside of just getting in there and going. So Naked Tuesdays was kind of born out of that. Um, 
but there is still no expectation of sex, which I think is great. Yeah, I think that's the best part about it because you just kind of like see what, you know, to see where it goes. I think, I don't know. It's, for, I, I can, I can, it almost um, kind of feels almost, like we're dating. We're like, oh my goodness. I, I can almost see a lot of guys like, what? You don't, you get naked and you don't do what? And like, <laughs> and so listen, for all you guys out there, don't knock it unless you've tried it. It takes a, a certain level of discipline to be able to lay with a woman and make her feel like there's no expectation of sex. Yeah. You know, kind of put the ball in her court. If she wants to, fine, you're there for it. If not, then you're there for that too. You know, and she it's okay for her to be able to get into that into that environment, take your clothes off, feel comfortable, and maybe not feel like there's this expectation, oh, we have to have sex. Set that tone and watch how your woman might act. You know, you you'll be surprised what could come out of her. The the um what she'll be able to No pun intended. Yeah, right? <laughs> no no pun intended. What the things that, that she'll she'll talk about, the feelings that she'll express, the the there's just so much to do when sex is not on the table you know what i mean and so i for, for anybody who hasn't done it don't knock it because you don't you've never been there you don't know you don't, you don't know what that experience yeah. likes and for us it's, for us it's been great but you know some other stuff to do besides that if you want to go out do things that uh, okay so you definitely want to always be able to go back into your relationship and tap into things that you used to do together that you, you enjoyed right things that you used to do for fun whether it be ice cream ice skating taking a walk um doing like snowboarding and things like that whatever you did as a couple when you used to go on dates that you you remember those were the times that you laughed together you would smile your most memorable moments like relive those this and don't think that those are those things are too old to just do again because you'd be surprised yeah in, a, in an environment where there's nothing that's definitely something i as soon as you said that not snowboarding but one of my favorite memories with you uh, maybe like two three years ago we went um sledding with mm -hmm. our, and our daughter was with us. Yeah. And I just said, fuck it. I'm going to do this like I'm a little kid. Yeah. And we had the time of our lives that day. It got to a point where we were like, all right, I'm good. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm going to go one more time. Yeah. I um, yeah, I got tired real quick. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, that day. I was having such a great time. Mm -hmm. And it was just because we were just having fun and we were laughing with each other. And then we went and we had hot chocolate. And yes, our, our daughter was with us. But I think at the same time, the experience wasn't just about her. It was about us too mm -hmm. yeah and we made it a point to make that apparent yeah in addition to kind of like going back and dipping into old things that you used to do oh also add new things and some people some of you might be thinking like well you know like especially on the guys right like some guys i think they have a hard time coming up with things to do and being creative because a lot of guys are just like that they just they're just you know do the day in and day out and kind of just show up and you know and just be what most guys are right non-spontaneous and all this other stuff um for those guys that are like that try try to add something to your relationship and it's called active listening and when i say active listening in the while as you're like listening to this episode you're like hmm communicating right that's something that maybe would be beneficial for us and so i'm going to implement that while you're communicating actively listen to your partner and this case it would be your spouse your wife and listen in for things that she may say that either she likes she's interested in something that caught her attention something that she may want to do. These are fucking golden clues for you to come up with things spontaneously that she doesn't expect. These shits are nuggets. These are nuggets, right? Yeah. And I got a perfect example of that. And I'm telling you right now, we got it. We got it a lot easier than people like, you know, than guys before us. Why? Because why we have phones now that have notepads. You know, before a guy would have to like pick these things up in a conversation and <laughs> try to remember it. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you go write it down or jot it down. You know, if you got a bad memory, you got to make some type of note of it. Now we got phones. We can just put jot that shit down in your notepad. And 
I'm going to, I'm going to admit that I have a list of things in my notepad that I kind of like listen in and I say, wow, she wants to do that. And I put it in my notepad and I'll, and I'll tuck it away for later. Before you know it, just with this active listening, you may find yourself with a list of shit to do. And then now you just, you can spontaneously come up with all these ideas that will hit on her interest. I'm just going to say, it's not a bad thing to do. Girls like surprises. Women like surprises. They love yeah. when a man is spontaneous. Listen, I already took care of it. On Thursday, we're going to go do X, Y, Z, but I'll come to find out it's something that she was interested in. Just the sound of it alone, like look, look at the smile on her face. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about a more uh, a a recent time that you did this. Yeah. Where you like just were like, uh, get dressed. We're going to this place. Yeah. And then Evo took me to the cutest fucking. It was called. It was a raccoon boba place. <laughs> so do you know? Do you know loves raccoons? My two favorite, yeah. like two boba of my favorite things. And raccoons. So two favorite things. When they serve you the boba. They serve it to you in a raccoon hand. It's like the person comes, the hand comes out of like a little, like a burrow. Yeah. And they, when I tell you, I was like, oh my God. And then we had pizza in this amazing place yep. that was like, I don't know, I've been there since like 1920. And it was the best day ever. And it was off of the back of a really bad experience that I had yeah. had. I tried to do something in the house and it went fucking left. And I was in tears and Eva was like, get dressed, we're going to this place. And he made my day and it was something so, the gesture was so small and so sweet. And um, so let me tell I'm you, sitting here with this smile because yeah. I know how beneficial and how how much a woman will appreciate those things. Like, yeah, it's nice to get gifts. It's nice when we go places, but it's when you hit on those little, mm. those little nerves that maybe I'm not verbalizing like, hey, I want to do this and you do it anyway. I'm like, oh shit, he's yeah. paying attention. So let me tell you how important that active listening is. Look, listen to how this shit just played out, right? As I'm sitting here, you know, as we're going through our relationship and I'm collecting things and ideas that I'm putting into a notepad, for us to do later on in our relationship, whenever we have time, whenever it's the right moment, there's no rush to do it, but something happened at the house and I already had planned that on our next outing that mm -hmm. I take you out, we were gonna go to this place. I just hadn't really set a date, you know, it really hadn't, but that was the next thing that I wanted to do with you. Something happened at the house that, you know, it just, something didn't go well for Ladies you. Ladies and gentlemen, I tried to do something with the floors and I fucked that shit yeah, up. Yeah, she fucked the floors up. Like, <laughs> oh, we have hardwood floors and she fucking yeah. fucked it up bad. Okay, to make right? a long story yeah. short. So she came outside, she was really upset and she yeah, was like, you know, tears. and I came inside and I'm like, all right, you know, like, and I know how she is. If we would have sat in that house, she would have went nuts. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Get dressed. Come on. We're leaving. We're going somewhere. And I took her. I took her to like we went from being at home, super upset about something to I got I put her in a place where they serve boba tea, which is her favorite. And they're served by raccoons. I yeah. mean, like, really, that was like the best thing ever. Ladies, if you're a trash panda lover, that's where it's at. So just keep in mind that, you know, active listening is something that. I love that. I'm glad you do. That's that's fucking stellar advice, yeah, yo. I mean, stellar advice. Like I, le I learned that the hard way because, listen, I wasn't always like that. This wasn't something that I actively did. It's something yeah. that I picked up along the way that I've learned to implement in our relationship that has been super helpful. Yeah, because after 20 years, you start to run out of fucking ideas. Yeah, so by no shape or, you know, by no way, shape or form, I don't want anybody to think like, oh, he's this this dude, you know, that's easy for him because he was just like that. No, I wasn't always like that. It was just Evo. as <laughs> yeah, I've gone through. There's many <laughs> there's many layers of this onion that have been peeled back throughout the years, <laughs> right? And so this is just uh, uh, something. That you've learned that works. That I've learned that works over the yeah. years. Yeah. And in addition to doing that, going to what you said earlier, sometimes, you know, you need to just go out and get a fucking room. Yeah. All right. Because you will be, I don't know if I want to say you'll be surprised, but it's just, it's mind blowing how far disconnected you get from the intimacy that you used to have to the intimacy that exists once you have kids, right? 
this got to be quiet you know got to do it around certain times you know can't really get down like you used to sometimes you just gotta take it back to the old Yo, days and get go, it in and, where it fit yeah, in and go and get a room because some you know these are you're touching back on previous experiences that were very special to you too as a couple yeah. and getting back to the roots getting back down to the basics it's what needs to be done i will say though it's not like we're just going and getting a hotel room just to have sex um i will stop at the 7-eleven and get chips yeah. and snacks yeah. and then we'll make I, a night of it. I, I will also watch maybe like we'll watch like three episodes of the office yeah, we'll and we'll drink it. a we'll little wine yeah. and we'll just laugh and we'll have a good time um but it's just that it's the freedom yeah it's it's the idea that there are aren't kids close somewhere by yeah. you know i think that that really puts a um put a damper on things and even though i'm sure many many couples have great intimacy while they're at home with their kids you know at certain hours you know when the kids are sleeping or whatever and it's just the right moment but being in an environment where they're not around and you know you don't have to be concerned about being too quiet or waking them up or just you just get to act freely and mm -hmm. act freely in that space where you did once before and it was nothing but beautiful memories getting back to that sometimes is is you almost forget about the value that's in it i know i felt like that we did because once we did it we were like oh, yeah and then fuck, i bro. remember more recently when we did it the next morning we found like a really nice cafe we went and we had coffee and croissants yeah. and then we were home by like i don't know like 10 o'clock and it was it was great yep um now i see your notes i'm like yeah i feel like this is the important part yeah i think that one thing that we did a lot of um, work on making sure that this didn't hinder our relationship was um, finding a good balance between the daily responsibilities that we have when it comes to caring for the kids. Mm -hmm. I think that couples can get very lost in shifting um, responsibilities back and forth to each other where one is carrying more of the responsibility at one point than the other one. The dynamic shifts between the relationship and then those responsibilities shift back over to the other one and sometimes this, this degree of envy can, can develop like, oh, I'm doing more than this person is. In, Actually, in a, I wouldn't say it's envy. It's like a degree of resentment towards, that, yes, yeah, yes, towards your partner. Yes, absolutely. There's definitely a degree of resentment that grows between you and your partner. And Keeping an open communication about these emotions is super essential to maintaining a healthy relationship because what can end up happening is something that we have called a nonverbal issue. Nonverbal issues exist when feelings of resentment start to arise between you and your partner and they're not spoken of. They're, but you can see it in the, the your partner's yeah. body language. You can not only can you see it in your partner's body language, but speaking from yourself as your person, like speaking from a first person's point of view, if you're feeling resentment towards your partner and you're not speaking to your partner about these things, they become internal issues, right? They can be one of two things, either a verbal or a nonverbal issue. Verbal issues, they, they, they are expressed, right? They come out and they're resolved. Internal issues, not only do they um, are they depressing, but if they stay inside long enough, they start to become part of your character. They become woven into your soul and change who you are as a person. And these are kind of like the cracks that happen in a relationship with start with that start to send two people off in a different direction. Emotionally, they're not on the same wavelength. They're not in tune. Making sure that you always communicate about these feelings that, hey, listen, I'm a little overwhelmed right now with these uh, responsibilities. I feel like it's a lot. Can we talk about this, please? Because I'm, I'm feeling like I'm about to collapse. Yeah. Right? Just so we know, evil's got tears in my eyes right now. <laughs> because it's it's emotional when we talk about it because these are these are very groundbreaking moments for us. Like, we can look back at, at our relationship and, and see how important these moments have been for us in keeping us side by side. You yeah. know, holding hands and stuff like that. 
as you're saying that, I think about when we first had our daughter and um, there were moments where I was mentally and physically exhausted and you would take her and you would just be like, you're not touching shit. Yeah. You're not doing shit. Um, I think the one thing that it was hard is like, you know, to keep the kids more quiet so that I could rest. Um, I just remember so many of those moments where, you know, you would step in when you would see me drowning. Sometimes I would say it. Sometimes I wouldn't even have to say it. You just knew that it was too much for me. And it wasn't because I had more of the responsibility, maybe just at that point in time. I was just myself feeling overwhelmed with what I was taking on. You and I have these conversations a lot. And sometimes they're really great um, and they're a lot of positivity comes out of them and there's times that you and I have these conversations and we walk away really upset at yeah, each other absolutely. Um, because we feel like one of the partners is not valuing what it is that we're doing because I may be saying to you I need you to do more mm-hmm. or I, vice versa and that's the last thing I want to do is more fucking work yeah so but like, these things don't get resolved without conversation like how you know they said in Friday stop being a bitch and come on <laughs> <laughs> no um, but I just want the audience to know that when these conversations are happening, it's not always like, oh, my God, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. You're, whatever you need. No, of, there are literally times evil's like, are you out of your yeah. mind? A lot of it. A lot of and it we have to circle back. Is met with denial. But it's the it's it's it sets the foundation for a conversation. Mm. Um, it sets this, the 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 platform where these things can be put out. And now they're seen. Now they're known. You know, and even though it may not be clear at the moment, now that it's out in the open, it gives the opportunity to be able to look at it from a different perspective. If you're if you're open minded that like like that Um, and it gets very it gets very easy to kind of just come home tired and just shift the responsibilities over to your spouse because you don't want to fucking deal with it. I know where I'm guilty of it. She's guilty of it. But not speaking about these things um, can be a huge divide in a relationship. And I know that. This is true in a lot of relationships. You know, people just, oh, yeah. they just, it's hard to talk about these things. I'm not saying that this is fucking easy. You know, people get real sensitive when it talk, when it comes to talking about issues between each other and saying how they really feel about each other. The other, the other person may not want to acknowledge it. Oh, you know, may, they may not yeah, want to admit sure. that they're doing something wrong. That's, a, that's making the other person uncomfortable. Or they're not, or they're not pulling their weight, yeah. you know? But I think that, I think that it definitely starts with remembering that you love this person and that you vow to love this person to eternity and in that moment of discomfort you have to ask yourself what can i do if possible to show this person that i still love them that i acknowledge them and i'm going to try to do something see what it is to alleviate the way that they feel it may not and this may be over the course of like a week yeah, it doesn't like, yeah it, you I mean, may have to think about this for like yeah. qu- qu- several days in a yeah, row it's and it's again it's not like oh you have you know, like it's like it's never for us an, an issue of like, oh, Evo, you're not um being as active in Ava's homework as as you know as you need to be, and I'm just like, oh, really? Oh, okay, all right, tomorrow no problem, I'll I'll do it. No, it's a bunch of us not agreeing mm-hmm. on the way she sees it and I see it, but then eventually I remind myself that there's something going on with her. Um, I need to I need to set my feelings aside and just figure out how much of what she's saying is actually valid. How much am, how much of of what she's feeling am I am I um, responsible for? And taking ownership of my of my actions and seeing what I can do. And again, what I can do. It's not what I have to do or what needs to be done. It's just trying to figure out, even if I could just do a little bit, just to show her, like, all right, I hear you. And and uh, and I, I don't I'm not disre- I don't want to like dis- disregard, disregard your feelings. So um, maybe this could be helpful. Maybe this can be helpful. And it's just that 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 little step that mean can mean so much in just coming to a resolution and something of 
where two people don't see eye to eye. I think you have one last thing, and we usually we're like right towards the end. But I want to talk about this one right here. Okay, so just um, go go right into it. Um, I want to talk about that because I think that this is it's. I'm not I'm not going to say that it's the most important, but I think it is very important when it comes to maintaining a healthy relationship, and it's talking about the sexual needs in your relationship because as you are in a relationship for years on end or decades on end what your sexual needs and desires will be will change so if you're not consistently talking about them you're going to find yourself in a space where you're on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to satisfaction in your sexual life nonverbal issues yeah and Evo and i have gone through this shift several times. And I would say more recently, and I'm gonna share more recently something that we went through is Evo was feeling like I sexually wasn't as spontaneous as I used to be. And we had to sit down and have a, a talk about what that meant. And I think maybe Evo wasn't seeing it the way that I saw it. And that was the problem. And it was, I love sex, but I need sleep. One of the big factors is, is that we have, we have a, you know, if we look back upon our spontaneity in our sexual life is a lot of times previous to our daughter. And now managing a household with three kids and we don't have, you know, our kids are not going to see their father anymore. And, you know, they're older and we got teenagers and we're managing high school and elementary. Um, my energy level was being diminished. So my level of spontaneity was not going to be the same. So that was something that we had to talk about because he's looking at it like she's still this rock of a woman that she has been since the beginning. And she's just, you know, balancing all these different things. Why still can't we do things the way that we used to. And that was a part of our conversation. So there are many ways that you may want to tackle talking about what your sexual needs are. And a lot of the times that's, like I said earlier, that's where Naked Tuesdays came out of. Because yeah. um, we needed to approach our sexual life different. And I know this may sound corny, but there are times that you may need to schedule sex. But I just want people to think about this different than what it sounds like. It's not like you make a, you put like a date in your calendar. What I mean is, think about how you used to approach sex when you were dating and you lived separately. Ladies, you're going to tell me that when you were going out that night, you didn't go get a really nice outfit. You didn't get your hair and your nails done. Um, you didn't shave and wax every fucking part of your body so that after that night, if the, if the energy was flowing, you know, it led into sex. So you were somewhat scheduling sex. Maybe you want to approach it the same way when you are in a relationship and you do have children because I think scheduling is going to be beneficial for you when you are trying to managing so many things. But don't look at it as mundane, like you're fucking scheduling a work event. Yeah, well, I mean, at the same time, I think that men should also remember and acknowledge that, you know, sexual needs change throughout the course of a relationship. And I think that they change um, much more for women than they do for men. Yeah, I would agree because, you know, we don't get our, a recycle of our hormones every 24 hours. Yeah. And especially post-children, there's, there's a huge change with our hormones, our body, the way we see ourselves. That plays a part. Absolutely all plays a part. I think that another thing that plays a part is that women, I feel that women connect sexual experience to excitement so if something is exciting to them as far as a chemistry that's going on between mm -hmm. them and the another person that will stimulate uh sexual desires yeah. in in some degree 
I can't say that, you know, it's it's instant, you know, Baja Panti, which is like, you know, you know, panties <laughs> to the floor, but something, something, something might something starts to stimulate, right? And it starts with the excitement, it starts with the smiles, it starts with the spontaneity, it starts with the um with the with the wittiness, right? All of that stuff, right? That's all great. That's all fine and great in the <laughs> beginning of it's that's all fine, right? In the beginning of a relationship, guys. Cause like, you know, for them everything is new. Everything that we're doing is exciting. But at some point that becomes regular. And and so things change for them and they're not as exciting. And for us it's No, it's not as exciting. Because you said they're not as exciting. Yes. Thank yeah. you for correcting me on that. Um, it's not as exciting. The relationship, I mean, it's not to say that there's no value there. It's just not as exciting as it used to be. So therefore, that initial thing, that 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 spark to the tinder um, is no longer happening. You know, you're just trying to like, you know, you know, light up a, you know, a, a fire without, you know, getting the amber going, you know, and, and, and you know, and working that up. Evil guru shit, bro. I, you know, so but it, that that's not it's not like that for us. You know, it doesn't take much. You know, if they just look at us in a weird way, you know, I mean, we're we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a simple caress or a touch of the hand. You know, it doesn't take much for us to get to get going. So just remember that that may be the difference in sparking up what is missing as far as sexually goes in the relationship between you and your spouse. Getting back in touch with those things that um, that you used to do that would excite your spouse can very much so be the difference between regularly having sex and having sex, you know, um, sporadically. And it'd be kind of frustrating because you can't tell whether she's coming or going, you know, some days she, they hormonally, they go up and down. Right. So there's, there's always like one time of the month where they're looking at you like, yeah, I don't need much right now. We can do this. We can get this going, you know, but (laughs) like, if you want more than that, then you got to do more. And again, I'm guilty of, 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 of being a victim of this, right? right? <laughs> of being a victim of my own downfall. Oh, of I was thinking, like, you was you a know, victim? A victim of my own fucking downfall, where like we, we hit that part of our relationship where all of a sudden she was like, yeah, you know, like I love you and, you know, we, we can be together forever. But like the thing that used to excite me um, is now normal. Yeah. You know, and so like you need to kind of like not forget that I need to get excited. All right, men? Yeah, ladies. Let's go. Get it, like get the excitement going. Um, and that may consist of shit. Eve, I'm excited now. <laughs> this motherfucker on this episode brought me to tears. <laughs> got you, Laughter. Got you excited. I'm excited. You see all this stuff right here. <laughs> Listen, I'm, uh, uh, you know what's funny? What, what I thought was um, I literally had like lost all value in what this was. And it still works. And it's a great tool in, in the excitement of our relationship is dirty text messages. <laughs> Yo, finding the right time to like throw in a dirty text message. Yeah. Yo, she'll come home like, if, like obviously we're texting each other because we're not around each other. She'll come home and it's on. I'd be like, yo, what's that yeah, shit you what, was talking? What's that shit you was talking over text? Like she's like, <laughs> so. Uh-huh. You know, be spontaneous. Get the excitement going. Yeah. Those, all right. That was fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> I always say I enjoy talking to you, it's but honestly, sometimes we get on here even when I'm just like. Literally, right before we press record, I was like, yo, get rid of that attitude. I don't know what's wrong with you right now, okay? And then we're sitting on here fucking, you know, having a good time. Yes. But um, I always enjoy talking to you. I hope that everybody that is either listening to us or watching us, I hope you also enjoy talking to us and listening to us. I said talking to us, listening to us, or watching us, however you consume our content. And um, yeah, that's really it. You know, we hope that people continue to subscribe, comment, share our content. That's been happening more often lately. A lot of people have been really enjoying some of our um, posts that we've been putting out and they've been sharing it. We're so appreciative of that. That really helps us. And um, yeah, I really think that that's it. And so until next Friday, ladies and gentlemen, peace out. Peace out.